Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Well, thanks for tuning in. It is Josh Carey, The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. I'm excited to sit down with Simone Sauter, who is a PR and publicity coach. There is so much overlap and so much benefit, even in the few minutes we got to speaking before we went on the air. It, it, it just excites me. And if you're tuning in, I know it's going to excite you because this is exactly in line with with who I am and what we do to help you impact the world. What Simone is gonna bring to us is just another rung in the ladder. Let's welcome her to the show. Thank you for joining us, Simone. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. So uh, I said you were a PR and publicity coach. Long story short, when we talk about PR, For the sake of the listener tuning in, what does that really mean? What's the end result there? Well, PR basically, that's actually a great question. So PR basically means that you build a relationship, right? You build a relationship with, um, in that case, journalists, multipliers, influencers, and there is a huge difference to uh, advertising. That's what I what I mostly get, right? Advertising is uh, you 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 are in control of your message. You uh, if you figured out figured out how to do advertising for your business, then you at a certain point know, okay, I invest an X amount of money and then I get I get out an X amount of leads, which is cool. Um, but PR goes much further for me because PR is really a way to build your authority, credibility, and trust, which is so crucial, especially if you're an entrepreneur. So, um, you know, I, I recently read a story, um, uh, a study from Edelman, which is the, the biggest or one of the biggest PR companies in the world. And they, um, they found out that 81% of the people who buy a product need to we need to trust the brand, right? Mm. So that's just buying a product, right? So if you're a coach, then um, that this number is much higher, right? So uh, that is one thing. And then obviously, um, if you have all these authority, then you can raise your prices. People see mm. you as you go to expert and you, it's going to be easier for you to, to get high paying clients because if you ha- if you have been featured in you know me- huge media outlets like cosmopolitan forbes uh, business insider and then people look at you differently and they expect you to charge more right Ooh. so it's 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 going to make you it's going to make all these sales process much easier that word <clears throat> expect you said if you do this your potential clients and the industry you are positioned in the in the world where you are expected to charge more. How fascinating of a concept is that? With that, doesn't that, not that there's anything wrong with this, doesn't that then put the onus and responsibility on us to first 
get our heads straight? Because I know personally, I spent years and years feeling unworthy and, you know, not able to charge what I'm worth because, you know, there was that whole disconnect. So first things first, you got to get that in order. Yes, obviously. So, um, and that, I mean, mindset is every, it's all the time the thing that I start with when I work with clients because oh, really? it's, yeah, that's because it's a foundation because yeah. so many people are also scared to get them out, to get themselves out there in a big way, right? They are scared to, to be judged, uh, scared, um, scared of success, right? Yeah. Because what if people suddenly see you and suddenly reach out to you, then you have to sell the thing that you have to sell, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is exactly what you said. You first have to feel worthy of who you are and what you do. And you need to be convinced of what you bring to the table and what you can offer to your clients. If you don't do that, you can have all the attention in the world, but you will not be able to sell it because you feel you are not worthy and you mm. feel that you're not good enough. And people sense that. People, it, even if you're a, if you're if you have a great sales script or whatever, people oh, yeah. sense it from your energy. It you you help people. Uh, become, uh, learn basically how to become their own publicist. When we're talking about that, is it sort of like the chicken or the egg with, with let's say, mindset, like what we just spoke about? It, in order for me to get featured in, in a Cosmopolitan or in a Forbes or in an article like that, will that only happen when I am feeling worthy at my best, confident, sending out the right positioning and vibe and signal. So I must get that because some people might think, well, you know, just just write about me first and then I will have all the confidence. I promise I will then feel worthy. Well, so you never start with Forbes or Cosmopolitan, right? So you always start on the lower end. You start with like, depends on where you are, depends on what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you start with local media, with smaller media outlets, and then you work your, you work your way up, right? So if, if someone who um, never have been featured anywhere wants to be featured in Forbes, first of all, it's challenging because being featured in Forbes, you have to have a little bit of social uh, proof and a little bit of experience in PR, right? <laughs> to show them something. Um, but also, um, people would freak out because I suddenly would be like, oh, I'm at Forbes. So um, uh, we always start with smaller media outlets. Um, and that is, that is also not a bad thing, right? So sure. many people, when they come to me, they want to go into these big media outlets, which obviously is possible and also amazing, but they often forget that, that they are the client is also consuming other media outlets and just the big ones, right? So oh, for yeah. me, it's, of course, it's about your reputation because this is also what you build with PR. But the first goal for me is to really help my clients get publicity where they can get clients from, right? Because mm. a lot of people get great publicity. Uh, so what I see like, you know, on LinkedIn or social media, and then sometimes I ask myself, how is this media outlet connected to what you do? Right. So then you have this fancy name and you can say, hey, I was featured, I don't know, uh, in that magazine. But then there is a disconnect between what they do and, and, and what they offer, meaning that they targeted a media outlet, which is not having their ideal client. Right. Mm-hmm. So so like doing your research and doing the, the foundational work is one of the most important things, because you have to have uh, you have to target media outlets that actually also um, have your ideal client. 
Okay, so let's use me, for example, as the case study. I, I want to have a big impact on the world. I want to make a difference. I want to feel significant and validated and valued. I have a product and service. Before I come to you and when we first start working together, what, what boxes must I check either in my business and or spiritually, mentally, emotionally? What do I have to have ready? Well, uh, actually not as much as you think, right? You, you have, to, uh, have to have a business and you have to have something that you sell. Everything else I will teach you. So we will start with mindset. We will then go on with your media list, with storytelling, finding out what story um, suits um, the media outlet and mm. suits, your, suits your product, suits your business. Um, so that is basically it, right? So a lot of people think that they have to have a huge social media following or they have to have a, a, a book published or whatever. Oh. They have to be the go-to expert already, but it's actually the other way around. You become the go-to expert by being featured in the media, right? So a lot of people, PR, PR is such a mystical thing, you know? Yeah, it and, and it's like, I'm, I, I'm not making friends by saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. So the PR industry also likes to have this mysterious touch around that industry because PR, if you hire a publicist, if you hire an agency, it's very, very expensive, right? They will charge you between five and 15K per month. Mm -hmm. And there are really good ones and there are really bad ones. So like with every, with every business, right? So, um, and that is really just um, a strange thing. You, you don't have to have anything in place besides your offer and uh, that you run a business, right? And well, obviously you, you have to have a why, like why is it that you do what you do? But there is, I think, almost no entrepreneur who doesn't have a why. At least yeah. I haven't met them. Most of the coaches, so I, I focus on coaches, they, um, they had an, an own experience, an own story, and then they made, um, made their own business out of that story, right? It's just like with me, I told you in the beginning before we recorded, I also uh, run a coaching business in the relationship coaching niche, focusing on, on heartbreak and divorce coaching. And that was based on my personal experience because um, my ex left me after 10 years relationship back in 2012 already. And he had a new girlfriend within four weeks, right? Oh, wow. So she moved in. And so I, I, it was a devastating time for me. And um, I created a business out of that because my why was I wanted to help other women to get over that much faster than I did. It took oh. me more than two years, right? Hmm. So, and that's what, uh, what many coaches have. And that itself is already a great story. And then if you know how storytelling works, you can go deeper and deeper and then focus on the right media outlet, on the right journalist. And then you can just make like a hundred stories out of it and use it for your media coverage. So you, uh, in 2014, you had in fact started your own brand and company built on getting your own publicity and PR. So in fact, you're walking the walk, right? You're a walking and, and living example here of what you do and how you do it. Exactly. So, um, and that's also, that's also uh, very powerful uh, for me, but also for my clients, because my clients see that I know how to do it. Right. And um, so what I did in the beginning, so I, I'm a PR, uh, I'm a certified PR consultant. I studied, I have a master's degree in journalism and PR, and I used to work as PR manager for Match.com and Siemens and Daimler and all these big ones. Um, and when I started my business, 
I did what everybody else told me, all the marketing gurus, right? You need to do social media. You need to do this. You need to do this. I didn't trust myself back then. Uh, I didn't do PR in the beginning. Oh, and it was so exhausting. I was so frustrated, right? It took me like months and months to write this blog, to do this podcast, to do this and that. And then at a certain point I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go all in on PR because I know how this works. I know how, how impactful it is. And so, yeah, so I did that. And I was totally enthusiastic <laughs> and said like, okay, this is going to be it. And then I started to send press releases. I built my media list and then I started to send press releases and no journalist came back to me. I was like, wow, like what's my profession? This should work. And um, then I figured press releases don't work for coaches and they don't work for small business owners. Um, they do work for household names because, you know, if you have a bit, if there is a big brand behind the press release, the journalist is naturally more interested. Mm. But if you are a small business owner, then it's just easier if you write a single email that is really dedicated to that one journalist. Um, because, um, you know, if they don't know your name, then they will not open it. Right. And the journalist receives between 150 and 300 emails per day. So you can can imagine how difficult it is to really get through to the journalist. So yeah, and then I did that, and it uh, took me then uh, eighteen months to um, create an advertising value of more than three million euro. I got a, a book deal, wrote a best-selling book with a huge German publishing house, Cosmopolitan, In Style, uh, Stylite, Closer, all these big ones was on TV. And, um, yeah, so that's how I built my business. And then from, from there it grew really fast and yeah, that's what I teach my clients. Basically. I just want to double, that's, so, that, that's fantastic. I just want to double back to one point that, that just struck me. Mm -hmm. Um, typically I always thought that in order to make this work, whether we're doing it ourselves or working with somebody like you, that's helping us do it. And we want to get, you know, featured and written about somewhere. I always thought that you need to be at a point in your business that is that is a moment, right? That is exciting for them to actually write about. But did I hear it correctly that there are ways to to sort of frame uh, an evergreen story of you that that is just workable no matter what's happening otherwise in your business? That's correct. You can start with PR right from the beginning of your business. Because um, in fact, like the, the journalist needs, journalists need stories, right? Mm -hmm. So this is what they live from. So a journalist can, can have to produce up to 10 stories per day. Now, if you have produced oh. 10 podcasts a day, you know how much work that is, right? So now if you come, um, like if you if you send an email and you say like okay now look I did my research I know you write for this magazine I know this is the niche and the topics you cover this is my story and this is um, this is interesting for your audience so it's 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 a lot about mm -hmm. research right um, and if you do that the journalist will happily take your story and why because then they have to think about one story less for that day. So, and you have a lot of stories that is also um, a myth that a lot of people have, or like, like a misconception that they tell me, yeah, but I don't have a story that's interesting for a yes. journalist. And yes, you do. You do. You actually just have to know how to extract them right. from your life, from your business, mm -hmm. and then to connect them to what you do. Right. So I can talk about, um, I don't know my passion for heavy metal music, right? But why, like, how would I connect this to what I do, right? True. 
So that is that is also a mistake that many people make. They then they get featured and they they share an amazing story, which is great, but there is no bridge to their business. But this is what we want to achieve, right? We want always to find the story. And the, the moral of the story always has to be about your business. And everything has to go back to what, you, what you're selling or what you, what you offer, right? Yeah, so. what's, what's so amazing about this is that uh, through PodMax, our event and training company, uh, we help our, our audience do just that, identify, practice, and communicate their meaningful message so they can impact the world, because isn't that what so many of us want to do? Get our message out to as many people as we can, gain the confidence needed, and then go forth and do it. And I love that we are like two sides of the exact same coin. Uh, we help them in the beginning stages, uh, and I know you do that too, um, identify and really get that message. And we hear the exact same thing, like, oh, I don't have a story, or mm-hmm. nobody wants to listen to me, or I'm just starting out. It's like, great, you, you've lived a life, right? Let's start talking about what is valuable and significant right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, um, your story is that what, what is, what is in, what's impacting the world, what's impacting the people, and what also helps people to connect with you, right? Yes. Also, sometimes people are scared to be personal or to be vulnerable. And I tell them, the more vulnerable you are, the more people will connect with you, you and go. the easier it's going to be for you to close their client. So yeah. I told my, my audience, right? I said, like my ex, we have been together for more than 10 years. I was busy thinking about how to get married, how we could name our kids. And he came around one day completely out of the loop. He said, Simone, I'm sorry, but I don't love you anymore. I can't do this anymore. I, I was just like, what the F is going on here, right? And um I didn't feel worthy. I felt like, oh, wow, not, not even after 10 years, a man wants to get married to me. And uh, not even after 10 years, he wants to have children with me. Wow. And I was so open and, and shared my, my story and my pain that all my clients, they had the same story, marriage or relationship, like, you know, yeah. broke after many, many years. Uh, most of the time, the ex had a new partner. And that was my, the, they were my clients. And That's say, who well, you attract. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, also, that's also, you know, be aware of what you share and how you share it, because this is the people you will attract. It's just what you said. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about PodMax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next PodMax event. 
fundamentally, my my audience and listeners know this, my story has to do with spending a lifetime hiding all of my ability, skill, and mm. talent in exchange for seeking the approval. I didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to come out too powerfully. And what I was capable of make you feel insecure about sort of what you might be able or not able to accomplish in your world. And when I when I talk about it, it's exactly what you said, Simone. I wind up attracting the same people that are like, yo, I have my own version of that exact same story. Mm. And then we connect and then they'll invite me on their show. They're like, can you tell your story on my show or to my group or on my stage? Or can I quote you? That's That's the way it works, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like that we were we were talking before we went on here about how we got connected. You did and do what you do best and you reached out, you found me and reached out and quote unquote pitched yourself to be a guest on my show. I liked what I read. Um, although you had apparently sent me a note. I didn't see it. So you checked back in. I got that email and I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I caught the original email you're talking about. Can you resend it? And then, and then we were talking about how that follow-up is, is everything. Let's go down that road for a minute. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, when I talk to people and they often tell me, yeah, I, I tried PR, but it didn't work for me. I was like, oh, okay, great. Tell me more about it. Right. And they all have some, like something went wrong on some path, but often it's also about the follow-up. I was like, why did you not follow up? Well, you know, I sent this email. I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to, you know, they're probably not interested. Probably my story wasn't not good enough, you know? So I just, you know, tried somewhere else. I was like, okay, so, but what if the, what if the person didn't see your story? What if the person wasn't in the office and a journalist gets between 150 and 300 emails per day, right? Wow, per so, day. Yeah, per day. So uh, like, uh, what if it just disappeared? What if they accidentally deleted it? What, you know, so there, there can be a hundred of reasons why they didn't come back to you, right? Or it was just the wrong time or you had a bad subject line or whatever. Yeah. So, so you need to follow up. You need to follow up and say like, hey, Josh, in that case, um, a couple of, uh, like two weeks ago, I sent you this pitch, whatever. Um, and I was wondering, no, 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 right? And that was when you said, oh, where we're in it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I didn't I was get like, that. Oh, okay. So here's the email again. And now we're here, right? So if I wouldn't have followed up, I would not be on this podcast today. It's so true. And uh, in, in the sales and marketing world, they always say the money is in the follow-up. Yeah. And it's in a, I know that for us who, who are, you know, uh, who, who might instinctually feel that, mm, I don't want to bother them. If they didn't reply, it's a no. No, 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 no. So often, like you gave a short list, Simone, of all the reasons they didn't follow up. Personally, I know that in a given day, there are, we all get a ton of email in a day and we all have to prioritize what we reply to, what we work on. I'll get to that later. And sometimes emails that you have every intention on replying to and considering just get dropped down to the bottom half of your priority list and to-do list. That doesn't yeah. mean it's a no. It's just like, okay, you know what? At this moment, I'm slammed for the next two days, but then I'll, I'll, I'll want to get to this. And then guess what? The next day goes by and the next day goes by and your to-do list just keeps on growing. So it's yeah. not a personal no. There are so many reasons where you must follow up because as, as I've learned, you are doing the person a favor 
by following yeah, up. And, it's like, yeah, go ahead. And actually, what I always tell people is that when they are scared of following up, I was like, what is the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> yeah, they're going to curse the you out. In, they're going to yell at you in the email. Like, what? Yeah, exactly. Or like with capital letters, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I won't be anymore. Like, yeah. No, like they will not come back to you, right? Then yeah. probably you weren't a good fit. But then you, you, you took your chance to follow up. But there, the fear of rejection is so deep rooted in people, right? It's one of the biggest fears that people have. And it's, uh, but yeah, but for me, it's always, even when I'm scared, and there are sometimes moments when I have this as well, right? So it's, I always ask myself, what is the worst thing that can happen? Like, I'm not going to die from it. It's not going to, nothing will happen, right? It's just yeah. this, this, this feeling that we have and this inner voice is like, oh, you shouldn't, you know, don't bother them probably. And then if you, if you feel that you're not good enough, it's like, yeah, well, maybe I tried. I'm but, right. You know, right. They're right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm probably, yeah. I'm probably not ready for that. But again, if you could reframe that and yes, mindset, it all starts there. If you can reframe it that, you know, I'm going to do them a favor because I'm here to tell you personally, if you email me and I don't get back to you uh, and you follow up and I get follow-ups two, three, four times before I actually do get to reply or, or, you know, I get, I get pitched a lot for this show and mm -hmm. A lot of the pitches just, you know, not now, I'm not interested in that person or I'm not interested or uh, no, thank you. I will literally reply with a five word sentence. Uh, thanks. I'm going to pass at this time. And that's mm. it because I'm entitled to and it's respectful, but I'm not mad. I'm not angry. It's just yeah. the way business and the world goes around. So personally, if you email me, you're doing me a favor by following up because if I didn't reply to you, I should reply to you. Yes or no, right? Give you that respect back. Don't yeah. take it personally. Give me the chance to say, okay, I know he's busy like we all are. I'm going to do him a favor. I'm going to bump it up to the top and say, hey, is this a good time for this? Is there anything here? Just wanted this to get back in your inbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Easy as that. And then if you say like, sorry, I passed this time. Well, okay, fine. You know, that's not a problem, but then you also know it's a no. And then what they can do, you know, what I tell my clients is like, okay, well then probably something wasn't is interesting enough. Right. So you didn't have the right angle or maybe like look again at the show. Did you cover this topic already? Like recently, or, you know, look at if somebody's right. Um, talking about a similar story that, uh, or similar thing that you do and then try to pitch another angle. Right. Then mm -hmm. they can just come back to you two weeks later. Say like, Hey, um, thanks so much for um, messaging me or like, you know, yeah. um, if you're interested, I have another story angle. Uh, maybe this is more interesting for you, right? And then you can still say, well, no, look, this is not for me. Or you can say like, oh, actually, this is something that I would like to pick up, right? Mm. So it's, it, and, and you won't be mad, right? Even if it's not interesting again, you would be like, okay, sorry, you know, I pass again uh, or whatever. So it, it's not... Um, it's not that it is a bad thing to come up with new stories and to come up with new story angles and offer that because oh, yeah. every journalist and every podcaster needs great stories and needs great people, right? On, on yeah. their shows and, and in their magazines and TV and whatever. So um, just keep on pitching. What are, what, what are some of the first few things that the person listening can do right out of the gate to, to move the needle, to get prepared, to get going, to get interested, to get interesting, all of it? What are a few things? Well, I mean, there are five steps that I cover in my process, right? So besides the mindset, which is the basis, um, first of all, 
write write create a media list right um, and find the the journalist that is interested in your story so how do you do this you you do your research right you find out what what audience does the media outlet have is this your audience and then who is the journalist who covers your topic right so that is the first step the second step is you create your story now there are three things that journalists are interested in the first one is a story. Now, a story is emotional, uh, it evokes emotions, it's memorable, it's relatable for the audience, it's timely. Um, uh, so then whatever whatever it is that you do, right? Story is the first thing. Second thing they are interested in is your expertise, right? So you have so much knowledge, like what I share with you and you share with me, that's knowledge exchange, right? A part of a little bit of my story and, and knowledge. So, but journalists are always looking for experts who they, whose pain, brain they can pick. And the third thing is uh, a strong opinion, right? That that always works well. So what I did uh, with my breakup coaching business is um, I pitched a lot why everybody should suffer from heartache at least once in their lifetime. So you so have a stance right there. You're taking yeah. an, um, you're taking a strong stance. I like that. Yeah. So that is one thing that worked well. Or uh, I always say, um, if you're sending press releases, your PR really sucks. Uh, this is also something that people are like, what? But PR yeah. is about press releases. Mm-hmm. And no, it's not. It's about building relationships and you don't have to send press releases for that. There so, you go. But that's also a strong stand. Yeah. Journalists love that, right? Because then they can find someone else who has another stand and they can discuss it. And so that wow. works well. So uh, that's the second step. The third step is that you write your bulletproof pitch, right? So you write a single email. We don't write press releases. We write a single email to that journalist and you pitch yourself. Right, obviously, there are a little, a couple of things you need to know about that, but that is the third step. The fourth step is um, you either pitch yourself as a contributor, which means that you write a guest post and it's going to be published on another website, or you pitch yourself as a featured expert, which means you either deliver your guest post or you prepare yourself for a media interview. That's step number four. Step number five, which is the most crucial step, especially if you want to get clients with your media coverage, which is promotion. And that is like what lots of people forget. Lots of people have a lot of uh, great media coverage. They share it once at social media and that's it. And they expect all that community to have seen it. And there are so many ways to leverage your media coverage and to really get the, the clients and the cash from that that you want, right? Because you invest the time and the effort, you share your knowledge, you share your story and yeah, you just have to know how to leverage it in a way that you attract the clients that you want to have. That that step right there where we share on social and we think, okay, everybody saw it, I did my job. <laughs> Isn't that exactly the same with fear of rejection in the follow-up? It's like, no, you have to you have to reshare and share in different ways and share again, right? Exactly. Thinking, th- thinking that, oh, I don't want to annoy my audience, but believe exactly. me, you yeah, I was like, oh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a show off, right? You know, I, I, I know I, I've been featured in Cosmopolitan and it, it was great, but maybe other people didn't achieve that. And I, I don't want to be seen as this person who shows off their success. Well, guess what? You have to be your biggest cheerleader, especially in sure. the beginning. If nobody knows you, you are your biggest cheerleader. If you don't cheer yourself on, if you don't get yourself out there and promote yourself, who else is going to be that? Who, who else going to doing this, right? Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So give us a, um, give us an overview of one of your favorite success stories from working with somebody. So, um, well, besides my own, obviously, 
uh, I uh, I have a client and she when she came to me she uh, she just recently moved from being a headhunter to being a matchmaker so she she stayed in the people business but uh, she she built a complete new business right interesting yeah and uh, she just started a couple of months before she worked with me and then um, she has a very, very powerful story, also very you know, personal story. And so we dig deep in there and we decided, okay, this is going to be your evergreen story, your, your business story, so to say. And within a couple of weeks, she got on so many. So we focused on podcasts for her because podcasts are great because you have the entire conversation. You can share your story. You can go deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and within like, I think six or seven weeks, she got in so many podcasts that she was fully booked, that wow. she was like completely booked. And then from there, she also got featured in Forbes actually. So great. yeah, so that, that was really great. And uh, that is what I really, what I really want with my client for my clients, right. Hmm. So that they really get that coverage um, and reach the people yeah. to uh, who, who are interested in what they do and then get the clients. Right. The, my brand, The Hidden Entrepreneur, was, like I said, built on the foundation that I spent a lifetime hiding really behind fear of mm-hmm. everything. Can you share a time with us where fear just took over your mind, body, and soul, but you knew you had to do what it takes to power through? Well, when I, when I started my relationship coaching business, so my self-esteem was like, I don't know, somewhere... <laughs> beneath zero because you know my relationship just broke i was uh, still single i had all these issues with myself with my self-value but and 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 basically what happened is the breakup was in may 2012 and in july 2014 i went to malaysia for four weeks Uh, i traveled one month just by myself first time out of europe and that that was like my epiphany journey, right? So on that journey, I I realized I don't want him back. I want to mm. do, um, I want to build something bigger, and I felt this the entire trip. And then when I uh, when I flew from from Kuala Lumpur to Munich, uh, where I lived back then, um, I decided I'm going to quit my job. I I knew that I didn't know what I want to do but I knew something bigger was coming, something, you know, that, that was just bigger than, than me. And then, as you say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I, okay. I came back to Munich three days later, I read a, a magazine of a woman, uh, an interview with a woman. Um, and she shared how she has built a, a lifestyle business where she travels the world and runs an online business. And I was like, this is what I, this is what I want. And then I also didn't have to think about um, what I want to do because I, I knew immediately, okay, I want to help other women to cope with heartache much mm. faster because it was such a long and painful way. Then I, I, get, I got myself, I gave myself a couple of months to learn everything, like how to build a website, how to do you know, online marketing and all these kinds of things. Um, and then I launched. And, I, and it, it was so scary because... First of all, I, I left my, uh, my job as a PR manager in Match.com. Um, and I was, yeah, I was so scared also because I shared my personal story. I had the same thing. I was like, oh, wow, will people judge me? Is mm-hmm. this too open? Is this too private? Is this too, value, uh, too, too vulnerable? And, um, but, but I knew if I don't do this, I cannot help other women. So I knew mm. I have to be bigger than my fear. And that's also what I tell my clients when they, when they, when they are scared to get wow. themselves out there. 
we have a why. We have a, a reason why we started our business. But at the same time, we have to think that our business is not about us. It's about the people that we want to help. And in order to help those people, we have to overcome this fear. And overcoming fear doesn't begin with talking about it. Overcoming fear starts with doing it and just jumping and doing and see what's happening, right? And that, yeah, that that can be very powerful. And I mean, I had sleepless nights, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I don't know. So when I launched my website, everybody could read my story. Everybody uh-huh. could see uh-huh. that he left me, right? And uh, it was the best thing that I've ever that I've ever done. Imagine that. The one thing you said that stood out right there was, quote, I have to be bigger than my fear. And I live that every day for the past handful of years through my business and through my brand. And it is an ongoing conscious and deliberate choice that you have to make because it's not ridding yourself of the fear. It's about saying, oh my goodness, I'm overcome with fear that's overtaking me right now. And you can go in one or two directions and you have to make that choice. Yeah, yeah. Feel it. Allow the fear to be there. Do not try to suppress the the, the emotion that you have. Accept it. And then say like, okay, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Wow. This has been uh, nothing short of extraordinary. Exactly what I knew the content of the conversation was going to be. Simone, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people go to continue this conversation with you? Uh, people can go to my website, which is simonesalter.com. And then also, if you uh, want to connect with me uh, deeper, then uh, find me on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn is really my the network where I am. There you go, guys. Uh, creating your own path to impact the world through getting your own publicity and PR. It is extremely possible. So let's go out and make it probable and inevitable, as our good friend Hal Elrod likes to say. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much again, Simone, for opening up and showing up like you did. Thank you for tuning in, listening in, and taking the action. You know what next step to take. You know what needs to be done. Go, go show us what's possible. Go do it. We're going to do this again before too long. Until we do, go get them. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time.